Welcome to the latest episode of Comic Book Physics. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. This month we're fulfilling a very, very long overdue request. Those of you who've heard this podcast before know that I'm a big fan of Dave's Daredevil podcast, but you also know that when I was doing the unofficial 75 Greatest Marvels podcast, I got way behind schedule listening to all of my podcasts, to the point where I now have 140 gigabytes of podcasts that I still have to listen to. Well, I've been catching up on Dave's Daredevil podcast, and about 30 episodes ago, he publicly requested that I do an episode on the physics of Stiltman. That promise is finally being kept. So for those of you who aren't aware, Stiltman is a shining example of why it took so long for Daredevil to gain traction. Daredevil's a phenomenal character. It took him about 130 issues to get a decent villain. One of his early villains was Stiltman, a guy whose power was to walk around on stilts and rob things on high floors of buildings. The specific question Dave had was whether or not the stilts would actually work going through rivers and whether or not he could step over a bridge and that sort of thing. Well, in order to step over a bridge, with the way the stilts are depicted, we just don't have enough knee clearance to take that step over. We need that double pendulum to step over something. We normally have to bring our knees above waist height to bring that foot up and over the bridge. And the way it was depicted in the comics, Stiltman just had one straight leg on one side of the bridge, the other straight leg on the other. His legs are both straight. To step over a bridge, he'd essentially have to twist so that his legs made a 90-degree angle and then put the other one on the other side. Some people might be able to pull that off. Poor Wilbur Day is just not that agile. But then I got to thinking, what would happen if he was trying to walk through the river? Could he manage to keep his balance on the stilts? Well, first, I looked at what would happen as he's walking through the air. Because on top of the force it takes for his legs to move the stilts, and we are talking about stilts that are about six stories high, so in order to take something that's six stories high and metal, he would have to have enough strength to move it forward, or they'd have to be powered. The question is, how much power do they need? Well, as it turns out, they need a lot of power and not just to walk. So if you're looking just at walking... Well, it depends on how dense and how well-constructed they are. If you pick some ultralight metal, say titanium, build them out of that, you can reduce and minimize the mass, but you can't completely eliminate it. But here's the rub. As the stilts get taller, you increase the drag on that from air resistance, or underwater, the water resistance. Now, let's say we're looking at this. The drag on something, or the f- drag force, is one-half times the density of the fluid you're moving through, times the square of the velocity at which you're moving through that fluid, times the exposed surface area, which for a cylinder is 2 pi r h, because we're seeing, you know, essentially a circumference there, and then multiplied by a coefficient that's designed around that shape. You know, a cylinder will offer less resistance than a rectangular block if you're coming straight on, just because it's easier for the air to flow around the smooth and rounded surface. So if you're looking at the side of a cylinder, you're looking at a resistance of about 1.15. Now, because the legs barely move as Stiltman's hips, but they move about twice as far at the feet, I'm going to average the height of the cylinder that's moving through the air to be three stories instead of six, as it's depicted in the comic. So three stories in metric units is 11.7 meters. Density of air is about 1.225 kilograms per cubic meter, and the speed at which you're moving that's something that's going to vary by from individual to individual. Let's say someone, Wilbur Day's weight, height, physical fitness, let's say Wilbur can usually move at about 5 meters per second 
if he's moving at a good clip. No, he's going to be going at about 117 meters per second if he's got six-story stilts on. That's pretty fast. So in this case, the force of drag acting on Wilbur Day's stilts is about 38,000 newtons of force. Now, the thing is, that's per leg. If we double it, because he has to move two of these legs, we're looking at you know, more like 35 or 36,000 newtons of force just to move through the air. That's not the force required to move a six-story metal cylinder. That's just to overcome the air resistance pushing against a six-story metal cylinder. So Wilbur Day has these massive, massive stilts on. He walks one city block. Now in Manhattan, the long leg of a block is about 900 feet or 274 meters. It varies from location to location. Wilbur Day is going to burn about 4.6 million calories walking one block. Now, on the one hand, he's going to be pretty darn fit. On the other hand, the human body cannot store that much energy. And remember, the force of drag acting on this is proportionate to the density of the material or the fluid that you're going through. This used the 1.225 kilograms per meters cubed, which is the density of air. If he's walking through a river, waist deep, we're not looking at 1.225 kilograms per cubic meter. We are looking at the very definition of 1,000 kilograms per cubic meter. The original definition of one gram was one cubic centimeter of water, which means one cubic meter of water is 1,000 kilograms, which means Wilbur Day walking waist deep in the river, assuming that river isn't even flowing and it's just still water, so it's more like a lake than a river, it's going to take 4.6 billion calories to make it one city block. So yeah, he's going to be super, super fit, but he's also going to be dead. He's just not going to be able to do it. If it's an actual river, well, then he'd better be going with the current. So ultimately, at the end of the day, stiltman physics just doesn't work, not without so much power in the suit that you can devise something way more effective than stilts to rob from the upper stories of an office building. Now, in the past, I've encouraged people to submit emails with, you know, feedback or suggestions on future topics. We did have an email from a new listener. Anthony writes, I'm back to uni late in life, working on electrical engineering degree. I was enjoying listening about PIM particles, elements, compounds, alloys, exotic materials, time travel. I was expecting something light and entertaining, but was shocked how deep you touched in the episodes. Some was material I only touched on recently semiconductor physics grew to appreciate quantum theory when it suddenly became useful. Well, I just wanted to say thank you, and I'll be running through all your episodes pretty quickly. And signed it, Tony Durham. So thanks for that feedback, Tony. If anyone else would like to email, the email address is bureau42podcasts at gmail.com, and I would be happy to read that feedback on the air or take any suggestions for future podcasts. Also, feel free to rate this and any of the shows you listen to on iTunes and on Stitcher. It really does help the shows get noticed. And finally, thank you for listening.